Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Pro and Dialogue. My name is Danny Servic, and uh, I pray this finds you well. Uh, wherever you are listening to this, whether here in the U.S., in Asia, in Europe, um, I've been very fortunate to have uh, so many people that have tuned into this podcast, uh, which basketball brought us all together, um, but obviously... Uh, we're now in a in a, a current state in the world where basketball seems very trivial uh, at times. Yet, I think what what my hope for these next few episodes is that it also gives us hope and it s- serves as kind of a um, a torch uh, that is lit that's kind of shown us the way that as we get through the global pandemic that is affecting all of us in some way, uh, shape, or form, that there is life on, on the backside. And kind of my goal um, for these for these next next few conversations is to, to, to bring in uh, colleagues, friends, peers um, from all, all points around the world and hear how they are uh, surviving right now, hear how they are uh, living and how they are kind of getting back to work in some places uh, as they are in, in, in Asia. Um, and just to kind of give a voice, I know we're here in the U.S. Uh, more and more communities, more and more states are asking people to uh, politely stay home and in some other measures uh, tell us to stay home. So uh, I thought that uh, a microphone and some headphones and some conversations would be some uh, much-needed uh, relief uh, and fill some of the time uh, without sports on our television. We can have it through our uh, through our headphones. Um, with that, um, I wanted to, to have first my uh, longtime client, uh, and who's then developed into a great friend and been at his wedding in Nashville and. Uh, the night that Paul George got her, a lot, lots of things can <laughs> remember. But Tony Easley, uh, who is in his 10th season playing professionally, uh, the majority of it in Italy, um, but wanted wanted to start with him because he is in Italy, which for a lot of us on the news are following um, just how devastating the virus is there. Um, but Tony's doing fabulous. His wife's doing fabulous. His family is um they're located uh, on the southernmost tip of Sicily, so they are in a very kind of isolated. They have the water to the south of them, uh, so they have some land uh, land protection, uh, so to speak. But uh wanted just to kind of give him a few minutes to talk about what, what life is there right now uh, on a day-to-day basis as a pro athlete. Um, but we do manage to, to get into um, his journey. Uh, maybe not as deep of a dive as, as, as other episodes, but obviously, um, but wanted to, 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 to talk about how a kid from, from Auburn, Alabama, 
that was a state champion who then went to Murray State and who asked to be redshirted and uh, get we get a little March Madness from their great win when they beat Vanderbilt. Um, just just his path and his journey that has taken him from a lot of beautiful places in in Italy uh, to also some remote locations in Finland and Romania and Poland and Turkey and and and, and also in Israel. So. He has truly had a lot of stamps in his passport book. Um, but beyond all of those things, Tony has always been one of my favorite guys just from his um, his social conscious, his, his, uh, a very deep thinker, a very intelligent guy, a man that's led by his faith uh, incredibly well, um, and was already doing a lot of things and being very grateful for the opportunities that he had been blessed with before now. Um and he has a line in this, which is easily uh, kind of my phrase that I'm going to carry forward here in these next couple of weeks where he talks about kindness is contagious, too. And I just think that is uh, as we come out on the backside of this. So anyhow, um, I hope you guys enjoy the uh, the conversation with Tony. Uh, he has some book reviews and some recommendations for our isolation time. So um, grab you a coffee, grab you a beverage. Um, get your notepad, put your feet up, and sit back and listen to uh, the words of Tony Weasley. There's not many guys that in my uh, in my path of uh on the professional sports side and, and, and thereafter that are uh on, on my short list of favorites and when it comes to like things other than just basketball too and, and and my good friend and longtime former client from the agent world uh who is surviving in sicily italy right now uh one of the most socially conscious guys we'll get to his social stuff and later to talk about, but I, I wanted to, to drop back in uh, on the podcast as we're in the middle of coronavirus uh, pandemic around the world. Uh, the great Tony Easley. T, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, doing well. Doing well besides, you know, the, the, the global pandemic that's going on. But within that, man, we're doing great. Um, honestly, we're doing well. So, so just so we can kind of frame it for everybody. So, you are in uh, the southernmost tip of Italy, down in Sicily. Yes. Uh, in yes. A, in a, which typically, if I told people that you're on a hillside city overlooking uh, the ocean on the southern coast of Italy and Sicily, people would just be like, uh, I want to trade my life with Tony Easley right now. Um, right. <laughs> probably right now from what we see on the news every day, there's not a long list of lining up, but Talk talk a little bit first. We'll kind of go backwards of how we normally do things with this, but just talk a little bit about what the current state today on um, March the twentieth in uh, in 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 your little corner of Italy and what that what that looks like for you right now, you and your family. Okay, well, um, well, yes, I'm down here in Sicily in a in a small town called Agrigento. Um, the good thing about being here, we're kind of secluded. You know, we're kind of isolated from from most of the bigger cities here on the island of Sicily, Palermo, just two hours away. And Catania, which is two hours away, in the opposite direction. Um, so thankfully, and, and you know that we're we're kind of isolated with, with or landlocked, let's say, in, in a sense. Um, but uh, 
this little town that I'm in, you know, we don't really have any cases here, honestly. Um, there have been two cases in Palermo. Um, so the uh, so the high alert here isn't as high as it is on the mainland. Um, you know, we still go with the precautions that have been set by the government here as far as um, most of all businesses are closed besides grocery stores and pharmacies. Um, and we try not to be out as much as possible besides going to the store um, and back home, honestly. Um, uh, we can go to the sea every now and then just to kind of get out the house, but we're just trying to trying to abide by the rules that have been set here for the government. But the, the panic here is not as bad as it is on the mainland. You know, fortunately, uh, the mainland is in, a, is, in, is in pretty bad shape, more so up north. Um, is in really, really, really bad shape, man. Um, you know, I have a lot of teammates, friends whose families are up there right now. Some of my teammates here, their families live in that area now. And, and some of the stories that we hear, man, it's just, it's incredible. So, you know, for us, you know, our prayers go for those people up there because down here it's a different reality. The same, you know, the same kind of scope, but just a different reality where they're facing just a little bit further north than us. Yeah, I, I think that is, um, Similar to a, a lot of things here in the States, um, one of my closest friends lives out in San Francisco, and mm -hmm. the city has been on a lockdown for a few days now, and then last night the governor in California is trying to impose kind of, you know, some a couple days of like, let's, let's do nothing, whereas... You know, there's things here and in, in from our backyards here in Alabama and in, in more rules. What's you hear where it's 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 not as widespread. So hopefully that's where the kind of the the task and the missions of people just trying to stay home and stay to yourself mm -hmm. will kind of help, you know, kind of flatten the curve, which I believe is the most uh, used expression here in the States and probably yes. around the world that people th th to know about. Um what so talk talk a little bit from uh from a team standpoint obviously you as a professional athlete uh and in the league there um what's kind of been the communication like with your clubs and and, and how long have you guys been a kind of in a state of nothing of just kind of shutting down and, and and keeping to yourself um our last our last game was february 23rd okay um and at that point, you know, we've kind of had talks about what was going on. It, it hadn't hit Italy, per se, that hard yet, or we haven't, they didn't find any cases at that point in time, um, as it is now. But that was our last, that was our last game. As far as practicing, we don't practice, man. We had, I want to say March, March 11th, we actually came together as a team and stopped everything stopped we, you know we were, we were scheduled to have individuals that week just to have kind of isolate each player so they can get still get the work in and they came back and they canceled that so we haven't actually been together as a team or played or practiced since really honestly the 20 the 24th 25th um but the, the good thing about being down here is that we are able to go to the gym just individually you know our, our main gym is open for us um, just kind of go in there and doing any type of kind of conditioning drills, running drills, you know, kind of anything, honestly, to kind of get yourself going. Um, but as far as officially being together, man, it's been some weeks now, almost, yeah. almost a month coming up on a month now. I saw something on the news, um, just on one of the, the headlines that Serie A on soccer was talking about a May the 3rd return. Um, mm -hmm. and so of course from, from my perspective, kind of like same as yours, ones that have been in this uh, in this game on kind of a global, I'm looking more for things like that of signs of 
it's on the other side, right? Because we're still here in the mm-hmm. U.S., you know, kind of less than one week into the, a little, I guess, one week into kind of really things starting to kind of grind to a halt. Um, mm-hmm. And was 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 talking with some friends over in Asia where the Americans are hopping back on planes to fly back that like they're they're about to resume practicing in games. So to me, that's kind of like the, you know, the hope that I think all of us are looking for to try to cling on to what in terms of on the basketball side. I know soccer's talked about that. What have you guys had any kind of a guidance on? First of all, is the season going to come back? And if so, and I know everything's fluid and tentative, but has there been a date on the basketball side, kind of like they did on the soccer side? Um, from what we hear, from what I've heard, the latest is they were hoping to resume sometime end of April okay. um, and going into May. Um, like you said, that's tentative, you know, kind of, it all depends on what happens here, you know, but, um, I think they're supposed to have a meeting or they're supposed to have a meeting the 26th, um, to really kind of sit down with the owners of all the teams and, 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 you know, the Federation to kind of figure out the hopes and ambitions and wishes of, of, of moving forward of this league. But from what I've heard so far at the end of April, going to me, that's, that's the, that's the, the hope right now. Yeah. Um, for the season and even then if with it starting back up there will be i think like an eight team kind of playoff situation just to kind of see who moves up you mm-hmm. know who gets relegated and who moves up um so it'd be a short little you know month maybe a month and a half and then uh it will be done so that's the hope right now you know we're hoping that it does kick back up man and I'm, I'm thankful i actually heard the same thing about china too that players are starting to head back out there um so hopefully you know we can get to that point here in italy you know i think we're right in the middle of of, of the pandemic per se hopefully within a month month and a half i hope it calms down yeah and we can get back to playing basketball no well let, let well and that's man i i can't uh I was, I was talking with uh a coaching friend of mine earlier this morning and we were just talking about like can you imagine like when we get back to that the level of like like those first games, the energy, enthusiasm, like it'll just be off the charts of where people will Man. just be, um, will really just be engaged and uh, hopefully to a point where, uh, yeah, I, I look, one of the things too, and, and obviously typically this podcast is used with a, a, a very uh, narrow focus on, on youth basketball and, 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 and mm-hmm. kids in high school and college, but it's almost like it'd be really good if this could kind of be a reset button to all of the venom and fury and anger and like stuff that had been kind of growing on the, on the youth front. So like in our space, that'd be amazing if that could kind of have a, a, have a new voice, a a fresher perspective of just kind of being grateful and thankful to be able to be in the gym rather than bitching and bitching about the coach isn't playing me enough or the refs suck and all that stuff. So yes, uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. it should be a strong reset button for all for yes. us all, man. Just 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 to be thankful that we're playing again. I, I think I hope that spreads across. You know, I hope that humility kind of seeps its way into the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it should it should. I would say it really should. So let's let's have let's have fun for a few minutes because I, I I need this. So let I mean, there's probably a lot of people listening outside of our our uh, uh, our, our our tight knit group. But like, how does a kid from like Auburn, Alabama, um, <laughs> just a you know skinny old long lean joker in in, <laughs> in high school that goes from state champion to Murray State to now in his tenth year as a pro. And by the way, for people that aren't familiar, in the tenth year of his pro, having an unbelievable season. 
uh, mm-hmm. averaging, you know, 15 and seven, 15 and eight, has mm-hmm. his team at the top of the charts and they're divi- like just like an unbelievable year. So like there's got to be things because, you know, as, as, as a veteran, you're starting to be like, crap, you know, I'm on the I'm on the final quarter probably. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you got a lot of years, mm-hmm. but, you know, but like roll it all the way back to like, you know, you finish Auburn in 2005, you guys are state champs and then like just what's that been like now? I mean, have, have you had some time just to kind of, to, to blink back at that, you know, I guess it's 15 year stretch now of, of college and, and pro career and kind of, can you roll back to think that you're, you'd be sitting in Sicily talking about a global pandemic in your 10th year as a pro, um, back from Auburn, Alabama? Man, not at all. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy because, uh, for me to have made it this long, you know, I still, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed. I'm beyond blessed, man. I'm thankful because I didn't foresee this at all. You know, I didn't foresee this professional career at all. Um, starting off, um, you know, you know, coming out of Auburn High, my whole my whole goal was just to be a teacher. You know, I didn't have any aspirations to play professional basketball. I just didn't think that I was good enough for that. You know, my scope of, of the future for myself didn't go that far. It didn't go beyond the, the next year. Um, so everything that I've done thus far has been icing on the cake for me, <laughs> to be to be completely honest. Um, and I'm fortunate and I'm thankful and, I, and it's all a part of God's plan for me. It really has been because um, it's been a journey um, from leaving Auburn High School, going to Murray State. My freshman year, um, redshirting that year, actually choosing to redshirt was probably the best decision I made in my, in my entire college career. Um, having that many seniors ahead of me um, just gave me the opportunity to learn, to learn from the game, to learn from those players, to learn from Coach Cronin. Um, to figure out the work ethic, to see the mistakes that people made. You know, that's the biggest part. The biggest part of basketball is kind of learning from other mistakes, yours and others. Um, and I was able to see that my freshman year um, alongside developing, you know, physically, mentally. Um, and from that point forward, man, Coach Cronin left. So my second year, my actual freshman year playing on the floor, I had a whole new coaching, whole new coaching staff, you know, new players, new everything. Um it was three guys left at that point in time at Murray. So that was a kind of a rebuilding phase for me, um, for the program. So starting from ground zero per se to building up, you know, the program from scratch in, in that four year span or five years, I should say four years with coach Kennedy, um, in that four year span to winning the conference and going on to the NCAA tournament and upsetting, you know, Vanderbilt, it, it was all a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> um, golly, it really was, you know, so, uh, looking back at it now, you know, there it was just hard work, man. Honestly, I, I'm thankful for my freshman year, my my retro year, because they taught me how to work and and the things that I learned from those guys. You know, just because we won, they won a championship that my freshman year. They went on to play North Carolina. They played against Tyler Hansborough, um, and that group of guys they lost by four. Um, so that championship mentality, that championship work ethic, um, I kind of carried it with me. And then once I was in a position to be a leader. And to kind of it's kind of influence and, and kind of give that ethic ethic out to other players, we were successful. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I, like, in Murray State is, um, it's been crazy how all the coaches that have rolled down there, but the 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 level of you know excellence for that program has never really dipped. You know, and mm-hmm. from from like you said, from Cronin to then when BK and then with Prome and then McMahon, like all the guys that have gone through there. And have had obviously pros at different levels of whether they're NBA guys or whether they're 
you know, incredibly successful guys in Europe like yourself. Um, it's just been really, really cool to kind of see. Uh, and they do it with guys um, for the most part, you know. Obviously, <laughs> your boy uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies has gotten a lot of attention this year, but it's the same thing, kind of off the radar type thing, and people didn't mm-hmm. know, and it's just really, really cool. Um what talk, talk since we're in the middle of March Madness with no games, because uh, that was one of my <laughs> that probably I, I like I I was familiar with you when you guys won state at Auburn, um, mm-hmm. but obviously kind of the NCA tournament win that was when it kind of really started to really kind of like get in your in your just uh, become more familiar with you. Just talk a little bit about that whole experience since we're getting no games and now we're getting brackets of like players and sports center anchors and things like that. I need some basketball talk. Talk a little bit about what you remember <laughs> about that win and, and what that was like for you guys. Oh man, it was huge. I mean, biggest game career wise ever, man. Um, just that experience itself is just something that you, you kind of live for in, in the college rankings. You know, I was fortunate enough to, to, to be able to witness it my freshman year. So I was kind of familiar with the environment and the intensity of those games and just the crowd and, and the magnitude of being on that, on that platform. Um, so going to my senior year, the focus there was a little bit, um, it was a little bit, it was a little bit, not almost, I won't say easier, but uh, it was more familiar for me. Um, but being on that stage, man, it's just, it was just different. Um, totally different basketball. The competition level was through the roof. I think that was the most focused that we'd ever been as a team, you know, thankfully. Um, just the game per se itself. I mean, play by play, man, it was kind of a, it's kind of a, during those games like that, it's kind of a blur, you know, cause you're just so pumped up with energy and, 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 uh, and, and you're trying to give your all, but you know, for me, that wasn't the best game, the Vanderbilt game, um, just having a task of going against AJ Ogilvy, who at that point was one of the best big men in the country. Um, so but the good thing about my Murray State team is that we played as a team, you know, to the core. We were team basketball, team chemistry. Um, so where where some guys didn't play as well, you know, or who, who gave what they can give, the other guys stepped up immensely. So a lot of guys stepped up that game. I know a lot of our freshmen stepped up that game. Um, Ed Daniel had a great game. Um, Jeff McClain had a great game. Isaiah had a really good game. Um, and then the shot from De Niro was just the shot that sent us through. Yeah. And that was his. That was his. That was his. His normal basketball shot. I mean, that one dribble pull up. That's his. That's his game. So, um, just thankful we did the right things to, to put us to put us in the right position to have an opportunity to win that game. You know, I think sometimes on the big stage, a lot of mistakes are made, and you don't give yourself the opportunity to even win those games. And we were able to to do the right things to put us in that position. And he and he just took that moment and knocked it down for us. Yeah. No. That was that was the best. And of course, look. I mean, that's the thing that we all. We miss right now not having uh, not having the games and in, in, in to to watch for those kind of those memories and um, but that, that you know like you said that there'll be chances for uh, on the backside I think for those to be appreciated even more you know mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. we'll move on well so let's kind of just bump through your your uh, your passport book because uh, you have been. <laughs> um, in some in some some great places and some terrible places oh, yeah. and which is all kind of <laughs> I think helped shape you into uh to you so from I'm trying to think off the top of my head I, I'm not looking at any notes I'm see how good I am here T so we've got obviously Poland which was <laughs> which was your start which l- laid wow. the groundwork for you um 
and then kind of rolling through, uh, let's see, we've had some amazing hits in, uh, well, Italy's kind of like your base. Like that's kind of yes. like if, if, there's yes. a, if there's a spot in a hub that kind of really defines you, it is that to me. Yes. Um, and that you, you know, you, you just kind of embody kind of the passion of the country, of the spirit mm-hmm. of the game, of everything, uh, you know, Turkey, we had a cup of coffee with some injuries and, and, and so <laughs> like, uh, Jeremy, like, so t- talk a little bit about just kind of like your, your, your path around and then let's just talk some Italy and, and, uh, just kind of your, your perspective of, of playing there so long and, and why you love that country so much. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah. Well, um, like you said, I started off in Poland, um, out of my 10 year career, I think I've spent, I would say a good part of seven in Italy, um, you know, off and on coming back and forth, um, starting off in Fort Lee. I was in Fort Lee for half of a season. Then we, we moved down to Saucery, um, which is an island off the coast of Sardinia. I was there for a year and a half. I left there, moved to Venice. The next year I was in Venice for half of a season, moved down to Caserta, which is down um, really close to Naples. Um, from there, my goodness. We uh, hit a little stop uh, in was, Israel somewhere in there. Yes, I'm trying yes, to think. That's, that's the next one. Israel okay. is next. Okay. Um, yeah. I left Israel. We had a pit stop in, in Turkey in Eskashir. Um, that's right. That's right. <laughs> With the never-ending leg injury. Like, the knee. Like, what's... <laughs> yeah, we had a quick pit stop in Eskashir, man. And then uh, we went on to Pistoia, back yep. to Italy, yep. near Florence. Yep. The following season, we went back to Turkey, yep. um, Denizli, actually. Down that was Izmir. our, that was the, rant. yes, that's right. Yes, that was, yes. Yes. Izmir, we left, or Denizli, I'm sorry, we left Denizli. I uh, came home and rehabbed yep. for a few months, and then we went back out to Finland, Yoensu, Finland, which is like the northernmost point um, of Finland that you can actually live in, per se. Uh, um, so super cold, but we were there. We left Finland and came back to Italy. We were in Rome yep. um, for a year. We left Rome and went to Germany. We were in Germany for half of the season in Tübingen. We left there and came back to Italy to Treviglio. Um, we stayed in Treviglio to finish the season. The following year, we went to uh, Romania. Yep, that's right. Uh, we finished Romania last year, and then now we're back here in Italy in Agrigento down yeah. in Sicily. It's funny. So it's kind of been. A- yeah, you've been all over the place. Like, but my, my, my thing, it's such a sl- subtle humble brag on uh, without you humble brag. Like your places in Italy, you've been, been unbelievable. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like really have. <laughs> that. That's the thing that. Which it's look you, you, when you're you're in that life and you're there and you're you're working, but I always joke with with my friends here that like uh, like he wakes up every day in a place that like most people here in the states and like our families grow like you you save up and you dream and that's like your lifetime you know mm-hmm. dream vacation and you're just kind of like. You know, I was in Sassari, I was in Rome, I was in, <laughs> I'm in Sicily. It's just kind of like, uh, it's crazy, you know. But I think for yeah, each one of those, really you've been in, you know, Poland and Warsaw, and you've been in, like you said, in the northernmost tip of Finland. And, and it's just kind of, I don't know, I think that's where the appreciation and the gratefulness. And of course, that's been the thing with you, Tone, that um, I think you've always brought that kind of, conscious and uh bigger picture like what is this kind of meant mm-hmm. for type thing and so 
you don't need a global pandemic to, for you to hit the reset button to appreciate what you kind of mm-hmm. have and what you don't. You, you, you're in the, I would say you're in the minority of the part that you, you've been appreciated every step of the way. Um, talk like, where did that come from? Like, how, where did that, is that just from your, your, your parents and your upbringing? Is that something that it just kind of, that Joe helped you develop in, in college and like, like <laughs> where, where, where did you become so awesome like that from that perspective? Um, Golly, man. Honestly, it, it, a, a little bit of upbringing, but, um, you know, mostly faith uh, and, and injuries. You know, um, for me, when you're hurt and, and the game is taken away from you, you kind of realize a lot of things. So my first actual injury where I couldn't actually play basketball, it opened up my eyes to a lot of things. It opened up how, how fortunate I was to be able to just do what I love to do. Um, how fortunate I was to be over here playing basketball as a job. Um, you know, my, and, and honestly, my first year out, you know, leaving Poland, man, I had to get a regular job, you know. So that coming from that, you know, um, experience, seeing how quickly it could change for you, you know, it humbles you. It humbles you to go back to, to you know, wanting to be a professional basketball player and having to go back and, and to, to, to really get on the grind of the, of the day-to-day, you know, nine to five. And it makes you really humble from your situation or for your situation. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, the faith, my faith, man, just being able to understand that the humility is, is half of the, of the battle, man. Um, appreciating every situation that you've been through, you know, whether good or bad, it's all good for you. It's offered a favor for you to work out for you. So, you know, just being able to realize even through those bad situations, how it helped me develop as a man, as a player, um, as a person, you can always kind of take something good from every situation, but it just takes, it's up to you to kind of see it. Um, but you have to change your perspective of it. So once I started changing my perspective on each situation that I had been a part of or been through, um, it changed everything for me. It changed everything for me. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's incredibly well said and spoken. And and that's like, that's the thing that, uh, um, I've always just dug about you, you know, and that you've kind of gotten it and, uh, there's not, there's not really any kind of BS to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, do a little like so and, and and I apologize for not knowing this better because it was one of my favorite things when you got rolling in, in with the leveraged and your, your stuff you're doing I love like you were doing great things and this is not when you were making you know large salaries the, the whole yeah. the, the whole yeah. social media challenge of just randomly picking somebody buying groceries taking it to them mm-hmm. like you were doing that stuff and having guys that were, you know, your peers and fellow guys mm-hmm. do that. Like, t- like, what? Give me some other nuggets of just coolness that you've done like that. Currently doing, well, like, what? What's on your? Uh, I know with your mind and what you're doing, you're not sitting idle right now with, uh, <laughs> with, with, with not being able to play. Like, what? What are some of the projects you have working on? Um, just kindness is contagious, man. You know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of bad things that's contagious, but kindness is also so um with 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 starting that movement man i was just trying to get people to realize that you know you didn't have to do a lot to help someone out you know the small simple things in life are big to some people um and kind of get people to change that that perspective on their situation and situations of others so um honestly i've been just challenging people to get outside that bubble to help others you know right now the situation here the elderly are really needing right now you know the elderly here um, it, really in this pandemic are, are more at risk than most. Um, so people getting out and being able to help them, maybe even just buy groceries for them, you know, taking a list for, 
um, a friend or, or, or somebody's grandparent, your own grandparent, and going to get those groceries for them to help them out and just leaving at the door if you have to, you know, just, but um, doing something for someone else, especially in this situation, is um, it's kind of a bigger challenge for me to get across to people um, and just choosing kindness. I Man, I think it's, it's hard right now because everyone's scared and I understand that fear, you know, kind of drives people to do different things. But, uh, you know, I tell people to kind of to, to rely on their faith a little bit more and the faith in others and kind of spread that good, uh, good spirit to others um, while they can. So um, the biggest thing is just challenging people to help others out, man. There's, there's a need for a lot of things in this world, you know, especially right now in, that, in the Nashville area with the tornado hitting us, you know, just two weeks ago, um, two, three weeks ago, right before this pandemic kind of hit. Um, there's a lot of people who need things in Nashville. So just trying to challenge people to get out there and kind of help those people out while they can right now. Yeah. It's, you mentioned the tornado Nashville. I was just talking with a friend of mine in the neighborhood yesterday, um, six feet apart, by the way, but we were, we were walking (laughs) and I, I brought that up. I was just like, you know, the news cycle changes so fast. This is swept in so much, but like, we're, we're just like, like you said, two to three weeks removed from that try. And, and I was just like, think about those mm-hmm. people that lost it. Like, and now you're being kind of quarantined in place or don't like, where are they, where are they at? Like, they're, they're, I mean, the cleanup can't even continue yes. and the workers can't. And like, I just was, you know, t- t- you know, like if, if our biggest complaint is like, man, we can't go find extra, you know, things of toilet paper that we might need in four weeks from now that people are hor- like, there's bigger problems than that and i just exactly exactly i was thinking about i was thinking about those families and um just because that was a uh i mean heck the game and uh i was lipscomb was playing i think the next day in the conference tournament and uh of course we're just here Mm -hmm. in huntsville what 80 miles away 85 miles away from nashville so that Mm -hmm. i didn't even realize so no that is um I think that's, I love that phrase, kindness is contagious too. Like that, that is, that's kind of what we need to spread, <laughs> you know, instead of if yes, people can man. kind of, uh, <laughs> can, can try to stick to themselves, you know, kind of just pause their lives for a couple of weeks. Uh, and then when we kind of come at it on the other side, uh, really, really do that. How, um, a couple more minutes, I don't want to dominate your time over there, T. Like, how, so how, how's the body feeling? Let's talk a little bit about you and things of kind of a seasoned veteran. We won't call you uh, older. We'll call you seasoned veteran of a, of a guy that plays <laughs> off of passion and energy in his legs and body. How's the body feeling right now? Um, I, I guess in some regard, having a little bit of a rest has, has been okay to kind of rejuvenate the legs for when you guys can get back for the stretch. How, right. how, how are you doing uh, health-wise right now? Uh, great. Um, honestly, great, man. I feel good. Felt probably the best that I've felt in a few years this season, man. I keep telling these people, man, like everybody in this league, they're surprised at the way I'm playing. I keep telling them, I'm like wine, man. I just get better with time. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but no, the body feels great. Um, thankfully, you know, I was, uh, I learned how to be a professional. You know, I learned that the body is, is, is your biggest, uh, asset playing professional basketball. So a couple years back, I started to really take my body serious to really start lifting weights, you know, staying in the weight room and kind of, um, tuning up, you know, the kind of the mechanics I would say, um, with my body, I, I joke around with a lot of guys. I tell guys, you know, when you get an older car, you know, you're always under the hood fixing things, you know, you're always tinkering with something, fixing something. So guys with these older bodies, you have to always kind of constantly fix and work at it, um, to keep it moving well. So, um, 
since taking on that kind of mentality, I've been great, man. I've been great. And I'm kind of teaching this and preaching this to the younger guys in the, uh, in the business. You know, I, I tell guys, even the younger guys in high school, man, you get your confidence from your body. Um, and your body feels great. You feel a little bit more confident on the floor. You can take those hits a little bit more. You're a little bit more aggressive because you feel that you're a little bit stronger. So I tell guys to put a little bit more emphasis on their bodies um, because when their body breaks down, it breaks down. You know, your body breaks down before skill set, um, before making shots and jumpers. <laughs> if you don't have the strength to, to continue to take those shots or the legs to get that range in your shot, it'll never be what you want it to be. Um, so focusing on the body um, has been a, a huge part of, of kind of keeping me together at this point, 10 years into the game. And this is just the spirit um, kind of spending time um, on the mental side and the spirit, spiritual side of just life itself, um, figuring out the mind. The mind is, is the biggest thing with basketball, with anything I should say in life. Um, what your mind says to do, your body follows. So if you don't take time to kind of exercise that um, aspect of your game and of your life, then your body will break down a little bit faster than you want it to. So um, spending more time kind of with the word um, and the faith and then just kind of reading, you know, taking some time to read some books just to work on myself. And uh, and working with body, I love I love all that. What, g- give me uh, give me a couple of good books that are in your rotation now or that you've just put up because it looks like all of us are going to be reading for a few weeks over here. Uh, give me something. <laughs> g- give give us uh, something that uh, our coaches and parents that listen to this a lot and other people that that might look to pick pick up uh, off of Amazon to help support the economy going here still. Um, for the athletes, all my athletes out there, man, um, mind gym. I don't know if you've ever read mind gym before by Gary Mack. Um, great book, great book for the athlete, great book for, um, just the, an overall change of perspective on the mental side of the game and preparing for the mental side and, and having yourself prepared each and every single day for what, um, you'll face. I mean, that's, that's huge. That, that, that may have, that's probably one of my favorite books that I've, that I've read. Um, I wish I would have read it in college. I wish I would have read it in high school to tell you the truth. I mean, there's so many cheat codes in that book for the young <laughs> athletes, um, young and old, honestly. Um, I, well, so two, two things, Steve, before you go to the next um, book. So I like that you, you referred to me as an athlete there, Tony at 49. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, <laughs> so like the only thing, uh, I, I love that I, I'm with having a 16 and a 13 year old son. I know all about cheat codes though. So I love that phrase. I picked up on that. So mind Jim, we're going to, we will push that out to our people. Give us, give us another one for the, uh, for, for my generation, the older guys. Oh my gosh. For, for or just smart guys? guys like you tone. It doesn't have to be old guys. See, like, it, like give me something for like, uh, if you're, if you're not the athlete, what, what's another, uh, another book that would be a good little, cause that's like my new favorite thing that I see on Twitter right now from coaches that are, especially like the spring sport coaches, which I, I feel terrible for the, the high school coaches of baseball and soccer mm-hmm. and outdoor track that these kids in softball and, and that aren't getting to play. Um, and so they're all like losing their mind and trying to find stuff to occupy. Cause this is their go time. Like I'm trying to help get them as much content right. too, if not like what's, so we've got mind gym for the kids. What's, what's one for the, uh, for the parents or the coaches? Um, for mind gym across the board, uh, okay. I, I would right. put that one across okay. the board just because the, 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 the content within that one, man, is it's for me, it's, it's been, 
it's been it's been it's been the best it's been the best that I've read as far as kind of on this path of of, of athletics and just in life in general kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, as far as an adult, um, man, let me think about this one. Uh, I'm really into self help books, honestly. Okay. Um, you know, the Four Agreements. Is always a good book. Um, just kind of that practical kind of, I don't know. It opens up to kind of that, that mindset of personal freedoms. This is a little bit different. Um, it's more ph- philosophical, but at the same time, it's still kind of very insightful. Um, kind of helps you get past those self limits. You know, sometimes that hold you back. Sometimes, um, golly, uh, let me think of another good one. <laughs> For me. My one of my biggest the Bible. I mean, that's just kind of my off the cross the board. Um, to get into that one, uh, that's just a, a everyday kind of remedy for anything and everything. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but the, the I don't know, I think I, I like think those. Sure no, the that's four agreements would be a good one. No, that that was my uh, that was my PSA to brag about how smart you are, Tony. I, lo- I love like that, <laughs> the, the, the deep dive of the thought of the. <laughs> that is that is that's pretty good. Um my my hope is that we don't have to get too deep of a catalog of books to read that we can kind of get through a couple and then we will be um touching base with you again here in 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 the start of May hearing about how you're uh trying to to win and in 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 move up uh in the table. So um No, dude, listen. I um I really appreciate the time. I know these are unusual circumstances and I know we had been trying to connect for a couple of days and it's, which is hilarious that even in uh stay home shutdown situations, it, it, like we still have things that we do and are busy and, and, and go about it. And so mm-hmm. um, I, but I was very intentional that I wanted you to be kind of the, the voice that kind of kicked off um, these next few episodes as we kind of travel around because I, I knew that you would have the um, kind of this, the perspective of, uh, cause you have it like we, like, you know, every day to begin with. But I also mm-hmm. wanted to, to, to let our, our people, especially in our backyard here in Alabama that were familiar with you and fans of you and have followed you. And then, and then beyond that to hear that, you know, life is, is still going in Italy that you guys are doing your part to kind of, to, to get, to get right as kind of as we are here. Um, Definitely. but, uh, I, I really, I really appreciate the time. Take, take care of the, uh, of the fam, do stuff. And then when you get a new, a new book, just fire it off to us and we will be sure to, to <laughs> spread, spread it on my guy. Will do. And I thank you. Thank you for, for, for reaching out, man. I'm glad that we were able to, to link up and do this. I hope that, you know, this, this helps calm, you know, a few of the, of, of the spirits out there, you know, who are facing this pandemic, um, you know, hopefully it gives them a little bit of hope, a little bit of different perspective on it. Um, but also just helps, you know, just let them know that they can help someone, you know, someone somewhere needs help. And we're not going to get through this by ourselves. We don't need the help of the, each other. Um, and, and kind of that's what these things are, is just helping each other. You know, staying home is helping someone else out. So putting someone else in front of you, serving someone else, man, that's all we can do right now in this situation. We have to do it together. So I hope that this helps, you know, someone somewhere and, uh, we can all get through this soon, man. Amen to that brother. So, all right, listen, uh, take care of your crew. We will stay in touch and, uh, be safe and we will, uh, we will catch up my guy. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, T I'll talk to you, buddy. 
listening to this episode of Pro and Dialogue with Tony Easley. Uh, you can find Pro and Dialogue wherever you get your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. Uh, if you're not a subscriber already, uh, I invite you to go subscribe um, and go back and do a deep dive through the catalog. I know we all have some time these next couple weeks uh, to be at home. We've got some great conversations um, with some really interesting people throughout the sports world uh, from around the globe. And I hope you have a chance to go back and listen. And we've got some some really neat people lined up here uh, in the next few episodes um, to help us get through this unique time in all of our lives. Stay safe. And God bless. Never